Morning. It is Thursday, June the 29th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin today with our prayer of consecration. Deep breath, deep breath. Breathe in the Holy Spirit. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a holy and living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. Praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our reading today is called, Why God is Not Fair, and Why That is a Good Thing. Our text is Romans chapter 11, verses 25 to 32. Hear now the word of the Lord. I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening, in part, until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. As it is written, The Deliverer will come from Zion. He will turn godlessness away from Jacob. And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. As far as the gospel is concerned, they are enemies for your sake. But as far as election is concerned, they are loved on account of the patriarchs. For God's gifts and his call are irrevocable. Just as you who were at one time disobedient to God have now received mercy, as a result of their disobedience, so they too have now become disobedient in order that they too may now receive mercy as a result of God's mercy to you. For God has bound everyone over to disobedience so that he may have mercy on them all. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. Are you still hearing the cheer-filled chant? Because Paul is not letting up. I believe that we will win. He has it on the sure evidence of revelation, God's decree. As it is written, the Deliverer will come from Zion. He will turn godlessness away from Jacob. And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the Gentiles were flocking into the kingdom. It was too much for the average Jew, a kingdom with a crucified Messiah, and anybody and everybody gets in who will, quote, declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. 
Romans 10.9. The Jews suffered from a condition common to people of privilege, low and high. They were born on third base and thought they hit a triple. These Jews had a birthright. They had paid their dues. They were, after all, God's chosen people. How dare God go allowing in all this riffraff? As the saying goes, this place is going you to you know where in a handbasket. That condition of the Jews is common to the human race. It is called pride. And my friends, pride is the hardness of the heart. Hear Paul's opener again today. I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. The Jews did have a birthright, but it did not amount to a claim on God. It's why Jesus famously told the Jew Nicodemus he would have to be born again. It's why Jesus famously told the poor who flocked to him, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 5, 3. This gospel is pure gift, or it is nothing. This gospel requires simple faith or nothing. Check your birthright at the door. Check your church attendance at the door. Check your good behavior at the door. Check your accomplishments and accolades and credentials and qualifications at the door. All of that might matter and have some value in some places, but it has less than no value at the only door that ultimately matters. Yes, check your anything and everything, but Jesus Christ is Lord, and God raised him from the dead at the door. And be clear, this is not about getting into heaven when you die. This is right here, right now, kingdom of Jesus stuff. This is the on earth as it is in heaven reality, or it is no reality at all. It reminds me of that time Jesus told the story about the farmhands. You remember it. The farmhands lined up for work one day, and the farmer came early and hired a crew. The farmer came back at nine, and noon, and three, and finally at five, each time hiring an additional crew to join the field labor. He agreed to pay them all a denarius for the day's work. In the evening time, he lined them up, beginning with the last ones who joined the crew so he could pay them first. Right down the line from the last crew to the first, he paid them all the same wage. The early risers were furious. This was not fair in their eyes. They grumbled. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. Matthew twenty twelve. I love what the farmer told them, but he answered one of them. 
I am not being unfair to you, friend. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? Matthew twenty thirteen to 15. <clears throat> Here's my translation. As though from the mouth of God. I'm not fair. Be very glad I'm not fair. I am so much better than fair. I am merciful. The prayer, Abba Father, this word about your fairness challenges me to the core. Thank you that mercy is unfair. Thank you that grace is unfair. Now, and ultimately, no one has any claim on you. It is your mercy and your grace, and you can do with it as you please. Holy Spirit, would you help me understand this at the deepest level? I want to know Jesus through and through, inside and out, upside down. I want to know this truth in my bones, in my deepest self. Grace me to be humble, poor in spirit, meek, and even holy. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The question, do you question this notion that God is not fair? Do you see how merciful is so much better, albeit on a completely different plane? And then do you see how just and justice aligns with mercy? And even how God's justice is a very different reality than human notions of fairness. For our hymn today, we're going to sing the old Baptist standard, Holy, Holy, Holy. It's always number one in their hymnal. It's number 23 in the seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise. And it's a good one to sing after a reflection like today. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to Thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Holy, 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 all the saints adore Thee, casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea. Cherubim and seraphim falling down before thee, which wert and art and evermore shall be.
Holy, 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 though the darkness hide thee, though the eye of sinful man thy glory may not see. Only thou art holy, there is none beside thee. Perfect in power, in love and purity. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, All thy works shall praise thy name In earth and sky and sea. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Amen. That's just so beautiful to consider a holy God who is merciful. That's not fair. That's not fair. That's so far past fair, there's no way to even describe it. It's why tomorrow when we finish chapter 11 of Romans, Paul is going to spontaneously burst into flame and begin singing doxology. We'll join him. Well, gang, um, I think I said earlier that it was Friday, and I actually have realized it's Thursday. So, sorry for the false alarm there. I am in Kentucky now this week. I came up a couple of days ago with my two sons, David and Sam. David is 23. He's got one more year of college here at Asbury University. And Sam, my youngest, is 17. He's going to be starting college this fall up here. So I brought them up, moved some things up, been trying to help them the last couple of days. And the two of them are going on a mission trip to Puerto Rico this coming Saturday. And I really would treasure your prayers for them that Puerto Rico would become a thin place for them, that they would really come into a deeper walk with the Lord. They um, they love the Lord. They, But, you know, there's always more, and I want that so much for my children. And I know that you do too. So I'll pray for your children and your grandchildren, and, and you pray for my children. My girls are out in South Carolina now in Charleston. We had such a good time in um, in Colorado. It just almost brings me to tears to think about it. And I just want to thank you for your prayers for us. Lord really met us. You can hear I'm about to cry now. Well, uh, that's a good wrap for today. Good place to put a pin in it. Get you loaded up with seed and out there on the field. Okay, I'll see you. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. 
And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.